you may wonder, as we often here at the chapel, we talk about missions, and you wonder why. I mean, we talk a lot about missions. We give a lot to missions. We encourage us to be involved in missions. And have you ever wondered why? We could give a lot of answers to that, but this morning I want us to look briefly in the book of Romans at chapter 10 of the book of Romans. And in just a few verses, I'd like for us to note four big answers to that question. Why are missions a big deal? Romans chapter 10, verses 13 to 15, follow along as I, as I read these verses. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Four reasons missions are a big deal. The first one is there in verse 13 where it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Reason number one, missions are a big deal. It says there that there is good news. The Lord saves. Up in a few verses earlier, if you just look up basically a paragraph higher, up in verse 9, it says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the Scripture says, everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. See, I don't know if you've noticed, but you and I live in a world of sinners. The people around you mess up a lot, don't they? Your neighbors sin a lot. Your spouse sins a lot. Your children sin a lot. And then you look in the mirror and you realize that the Scripture is right when it says there in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us, there's no exceptions. That's bad news and the bad news gets worse because the Scripture says that the wages of sin, what we have earned because of sin, is death and hell. Romans 6.23 See, missions are a big deal because what we find here in Romans 10 is that there is incredibly good news. That's what the word gospel means. It means good news. Missions are a big deal because, you see, to be saved isn't a matter of being good enough. To be rescued from, from hell, to, be, to obtain heaven is not a matter of being good enough. That's good news because none of us can do that. None of us can be good enough. None of us can pass the test. And there's good news. Salvation, forgiveness from sin... Eternity in heaven comes as a gift. A gift that God gives, as the passage here said, to any and to all who will trust, who will believe in Jesus. 
He says here to have faith in our hearts, to believe that Jesus is Lord. In other words, that He's God, that He is the Savior, that He died for our sins, rose again. And he also says that genuine saving faith shows up in real life. It shows up in an outward expression, outward confession. But it's all a gift of God through His grace and through our faith. Verse 11 said, even there, everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. Everyone who believes in Jesus. That's good news. Anyone can be saved. Taylor and Helen Moyneau want some of our missionary partners. They've chosen to go and live in Hungary to reach out to the Roma people. People that are often called gypsies. The Roma people are scattered throughout Europe. They are a neglected or despised, often impoverished people. And the Moynos are committed to bringing the good news of Jesus to those folks. Just over a week ago, I received a, a note from Taylor Moyno, a little newsletter actually from him, and I wanted to share that with you this morning. But since they're in Hungary and we're here, and uh, I've asked Harley Marshall to pretend to be a little taller and to be younger and to come and to uh, read... <laughs> Their newsletter to you. It will not be a good impression. <laughs> but let me share what he, what he says. He titles it, Una, Una, Una. And says that this song, this battle hymn, rings through the small rural Serbian village once a month. From the lips of two dozen children, this joyful praise rises to the Lord. The words roughly translate to Una, Una, we are the Una kids. We are loved by God. God brings hope to our families and we are ambassadors to the world for God's kingdom. They march to the meeting place singing their song and when they arrive, they proudly announce the Una motto translated, God is for us, not against us. It's a simple statement. Yet even in its simplicity, it rings like cannon fire against the gates of hell. For the lie is often passed in Roma oral history that the Roma are cursed by God for one reason or another. Cursed to live in poverty and cursed to be unacceptable to Him. But here across Europe, by God's grace, we are teaching the children the real truth. God loves you. God is for us, not against us. This is the core of the Una material. Here they are holding up one of the coloring books that uh, Taylor made. In both Serbia and Croatia, we have several established Una groups for children. I put a great deal of work into producing the material for these kids' clubs. It began as some on-the-side help and some quick sketches. Now it's a weekly work with a small design team, three translators and three languages, and a local print shop. Sometimes it's quite difficult to get everything together with deadlines and all the other things going on here. But seeing the children using the books, singing the songs and listening to the stories, it brings me joy inexpressible. That illustration is the latest book I'm working on for June. A King Who Forbids Prayer, A Cave 
marked lions? Can you guess the story? So I wanted to use this prayer letter to share pictures. Please enjoy them and pray for these children. Please pray for the leaders who host these groups. When we arrived last April, there was only one UNA club meeting in Serbia. Now there are three in Serbia and two in Croatia. And remember, you all are a part of this ministry too. We need your prayer for these clubs. Here they are teaching stories of David and how he longed for the Messiah. We not only teach these stories from the Bible, but each story builds the expectation for the coming Messiah. So please continue to pray. These are the most important starting steps in these villages. From here, we branch out to ministries for teens through adults. We have already started some Bible studies and cafe churches for teens to talk, drink coffee, and discuss truths from Scripture. Thanks, as always, for praying. May God bless and keep you. Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. That was exciting stuff. The gospel is good news. But this good news about Jesus presents a very real problem. Our passage goes on, verse 14. How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him of whom they have not heard? People won't call on a God they don't believe in. And they won't believe in a God whom they haven't heard about. And so our passage here tells us that people need to hear about Jesus. We know well and we love well John 3.16. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. That whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. But it goes on. The next verse, verse 17 says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world through Him might be saved. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. People need to hear about Jesus because if people don't believe in Jesus, they are condemned. The message about Jesus is only good news if people believe and call upon Him. And they won't believe, nor will they call upon Him if they don't hear about Him. Missions is a big deal because people need to hear about Jesus. Our passage goes on and gives us a third reason why missions is a big deal. Again, in verse 14, we pick it up. It says a little more. It says, and how are they to hear without someone preaching? People won't hear the good news about Jesus unless someone who knows Jesus tells them. So what we learn here is that we need to preach the message about Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we won't look at the whole passage, but, but Paul in several ways lays out for us very clearly that the responsibility to carry the message about Jesus is our responsibility. 
Jesus gave it to us in the Great Commission, Matthew 28, in, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It's a job that's been given to us. But in 2 Corinthians 5, Paul says it very succinctly here in this verse, verse 20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. God makes His appeal to the world through us. We need to preach the message of Jesus. It is our responsibility. It's also our blessed privilege to share the Gospel with the people who are around us. That is why John and Hannah, our missionary partners on Paradise Island, that's the code name, along with their daughters Virginia and Grace, why they've chosen to go back and live among their own people on one of the most difficult and remote islands in the world. It's in the southern Philippines. John is educated. He is gifted and skilled. They could live anywhere in the Philippines or most other places in the world if they desired. He's got a master's degree. They've chosen to go back to a place where life is challenging and where life as followers of Jesus and as preachers of the good news is dangerous. It's risky. But they understand, they know that the people of Paradise Island cannot believe in Jesus unless someone is there telling them about Jesus. Last week, I got a note in the mail, or the email, from John. And so again, I'm going to call on Brother Harley, this time to be a little shorter, and uh, have a little better tan. they got a good tan, but ought to be a little better. But come and, put, and pretend to be John. Dear Chapel of the Lake family, the day's gone so fast, but our sweet memories being together in different fun activities and the interaction on how we can be more productive in the service of our almighty King are still fresh. He's referring to when the Wheelers uh, and, and I visited them in April as your representatives. He goes on, Thank you for all your prayers concerning grace. Having fallen down from the stairs, after all the test results, the doctor said, No symptoms of internal complications. After hearing this, we were joyful and are giving thanks to our God, for He is good and heard all our prayers. Please pray for the success of the outreach method called story crafting, which we have just learned in a recent workshop we attended. This process is a form of teaching intended for oral listeners. There are 14 steps to formulate a good story and make it easily understandable by oral listeners. This training will be a good fit for our island people who do not generally excel at reading and writing. After sharing the content of the story to the target person, we ask them to retell the story. This helps the words of the gospel to penetrate into their hearts. If they cannot easily do this, we guide them step by step by asking them questions until they are able to retell the whole story with no struggles. Then we follow up with eight questions. May the Lord use this approach for the expansion of His wonderful message of grace and salvation. The fishing boat we have been building is nearly complete. This boat will allow Ahmed to continue the ministry of fishing and discipleship that Moody started. Through fishing, Ahmed and others were brought to faith and discipled. Thank you for the money you sent to purchase an engine. The gift you sent is the perfectly right amount. 
We are we plan to pick up the engine next week. Please continue to pray that we would be sensitive to God's leading within our contacts in Paradise Island. Serving Him together and praying for you, John, Hannah, Virginia, and Grace. So we all need to be preachers of the good news to the people around us, the people where we are. But what about those places where there are not preachers? Paul goes on here in Romans chapter 10 in verse 15, and he says, How are they to preach unless they are sent? The fourth reason that missions are a big deal is because preachers need to be sent. They need to be sent to the places where there aren't preachers. Preachers need to go there, but they cannot go without help. They need help financially in order to support the work, and they need to be, they need uh, prayer support. The final reason, again, that missions is a big deal is really goes down to the purpose of missions. It is to send preachers of the good news to places that need to hear. So we have a great opportunity to send missionaries to places where we are not, places where we cannot go. That's why we partner with missionaries to do that, to help them to minister in places around the globe. Folks like Bruce and Irene McAtee and their daughters, Emily and Grace, they're over in Greece. I was just with them a few weeks ago. And uh, again, last week, was the, I just got all kinds of stuff from everybody. Bruce sent me a report, and uh, I actually got him to record it. Here he is. Greetings from Greece. It's great to connect with you. Uh, we're excited as all the ministries here are growing in impact and doing well. And we praise the Lord uh, for the men's camp that just took place in May. It was a wonderful time. As usual, the guys had uh, a fun time just playing the sporting events. There were morning and evening messages that were done by Afghan and Iranian believers instead of using Westerners uh, through translation. They are now doing the teaching and leading. It was a, a wonderful week and the blessing was at the end of the week there were eight men that were baptized. Thank you for your part in making it possible. As I speak, there is a women's believers retreat that is just finishing. A group of Afghan again and Iranian believers it's the first of its kind having a believer's retreat like this. And we are excited to hear how the Lord has worked there. And at the end of this month, we will have again the family refugee camp that is evangelistic. As we have done it the last 10 years, we just ask that you be in prayer for this event. And then the last week of June, we'll be hosting a church group that will be here on a vision tour to see the work and pray how they can get more involved and the work with the refugees, especially on the island of Lesbos. In addition to that, I've had the joy of helping Alex McCreese on the Morning Star for a number of weeks now. It's been dry docked on the island of Agina, and it's involved a lot of sanding and priming and painting and overall maintenance. It's just been a great time of fellowship as he's had a couple from Canada come and teams from England and a number of other surprises that have taken place and people joining in the effort. And this is all in light of the summer ministry outreach to the islands and discipleship with young people. Be in prayer for the outreach of the Morning Star this summer and the plans uh, for the Bible course. Then in July, the 3rd through the 12th, we'll take part in the Every Home Bible Distribution as a family. Many details still need to come together. 
will be in a new campground setting that always has many unknowns when it comes to housing and food storage of the 120,000 New Testaments, set up with a large tent, many other details. On top of that, there's always the leap of faith in covering all the finances, hundreds of thousands of dollars that we do not have, but continue to trust the Lord for. The main prayer need is for receptive hearts, as always, and the opening of eyes to the truth of God's Word as each home receives a New Testament. Then from July 16th to the 22nd, we'll be helping at the Greek uh, team camp. We have a group of young people coming from Grace Community Chapel to help as a service team. And our desire is simply for the Lord to work in and through them. Then just a final note of praise for the good year we've had with the girls at school. We thank the Lord every day for the privilege of having them at the American Community School. They have their challenges there, standing up for their faith, and that's good. We do thank the Lord that they have a few Christian friends. Uh, finally, it does mean that we face the challenge of how the Lord will provide for their tuition. Uh, tuition has been paid in full already for this past year, and we have a gift of 20% towards the 2018-2019 year. So please give the body there our thanks for their continued commitment to global missions. We appreciate your prayers. Thank you again for your faithfulness and your ongoing support. We love you. Thank you. So preachers need to go to work with refugees. Preachers need to go to the places where there are no preachers, remote islands like Paradise Island. But some of the least Christian places in the world and some of the neediest places in the world aren't oppressed or neglected peoples. It's not just remote islands or the third world places. Some of the spiritually neediest places are first world places. So we have missionary partners, for example, in France and in Japan. John and Tammy Junker are missionaries in Japan. They're in the process now of moving to Tokyo, beginning a new ministry there which among other things will include training Japanese pastors. Until recently, the last dozen years, they've been working in the area of Matsumoto. And uh, in the first service this morning, we had a special guest, Mr. T. I had the privilege of spending some time with him this week. Mr. T is short for Mr. Takahashi. Takahashi came here. He's a uh, a leader in the Azumino Family Chapel, which was one of the churches that the Junkers worked with there in Japan. And uh, he came to share a message. And uh, so it's on video, and uh, we're going to see that right now. Praise the name of the Lord. I have been attending the Abandoned Life Christ Church in Matsumoto for about 20 years. This is a church John Junker works with. About 14 years ago, John's parents who had started the Abandoned Life Christ Church retired and returned to America. At that time, John's brother David was led to continue the work at our church. However, the church thought it's best to hire a Japanese pastor. Everyone was relieved 
and happy to have a Japanese pastor, but somehow things got confusing, and many of the church members ended up leaving the church. The new pastor had a breakdown and suddenly retired, leaving our church without a pa pastor. Some pastors from the other congregation took turns preaching at our church to keep it going, but the services were lifeless and seemed more like funeral service than worship service. God moved the heart of the area pastor to send John to work full-time with our church. Through basic Bible studies about things such as learning about God's salvation, each of the church members were blessed and changed. Each of the members started to have faith and share the same vision for the future. Each of these changes was led by the Lord and the gift from Him. One of the reasons I came to America on this journey is to personally thank the churches that are supporting Pastor John. Thanks to the Lord's work and your prayers, our church is gradually growing to be a healthy church. We are not alone. Th through faith in Jesus Christ, we are a connected family. Now, I thank God that I have been able to meet you, my important family, and that I can say thank you for always praying for us and supporting the work in Japan. God bless you. Thank you. We've just touched four of our missionaries and the things that God allows us to do and to be a part of through them. Your giving, your prayers, your involvement makes a difference. That's not even a third of the missionary partners we support. And there was so much more to say about each one of those. I hope it just whets your appetite. I encourage you, if you're not already, uh, to start getting informed. Find out more about our missionaries. Talk to uh, Harley or the office and we'll, we'll hook you up with the newsletters from one or from all of our missionaries so you can be informed and you can pray. Why are missions a big deal? Well, we, we've seen this morning because the gospel is good news. People need to believe in Jesus and so people need to hear about Jesus and we need to speak about Jesus and preachers need to be sent. It is a blessing from God to share in all that He's doing around the world by being a part of His mission. Both as speakers, which we should all be, and as senders, which we should also all be. As verse 15 says, 
I end with this, as it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news. I have a feeling if most of us took our shoes off, which is not an American custom, and we exposed our feet here, most of us would go, oh, yeah, my feet are not really you know, very good looking. And yet what God says is when we're involved in His mission as the speakers and as the senders, He gives us beautiful feet because we become the bearers of the good news. Father, thank You for the opportunity to be a part of what You're doing in the world of carrying the life-giving, saving message of Jesus that we get to share in the, the joy of seeing men and women come to faith in Jesus, to have lives changed not only for now, but lives changed for eternity. We share in that. We share in what each of these ones that we've seen today, we, we share in what they're doing as we support them and partner with them. What a blessing that is. Father, I pray that this morning our hearts have been encouraged. I pray as well that we have been motivated and moved to be more involved, even as Rob challenged us in the video from the kids, uh, not just to sit around and think about and talk about what else we might be doing, but to jump, to get more involved, to share Jesus with somebody, to get involved in places where we can share the gospel and to be involved in sending. Lord, forgive us for often being silent about that news that we really should never be silent about. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.